What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Between Two Tales. This is big episode number 20. Welcome back to all our current viewers and fans and listeners. Appreciate you all. Welcome to all the newies. You're about to witness something cool. My name is Kevin. I'm one of the co-hosts of this show, and I'm joined by Dave. Dave, why don't you let all the new people know what we do here? Yes, and you know, I'll just say again, for those coming back, thank you, thank you, and thank you for returning. For all you newbies coming here to find out what you're about to witness, what you're about to see is Kevin and myself create an outline of a story, a complete outline, in 90 minutes. On top of that, we're going to create the story from five random generated words. So we don't know what the words are right now. We didn't pre-generate them. Kevin will show his screen. You'll see the words come up. And in some way, we have to incorporate those words. It might be a theme, might be a character, might be just an object. Who knows? But we just have to incorporate those words. On top of that, we're going to generate two images and somehow incorporate those images into our outline. So the idea is to come up with a story, 90 minutes, from all these completely randomly generated content at the end of this kevin is gonna go to ai and we're gonna see if we can out or beat and outwit the ai which is chat gpt and create a better story with a similar parameters yep and so far the ai hasn't been able to create a story that has been compelling enough to hold a candle to what we create but it's getting better so who knows? Maybe it's on that way up. And once it hits that that peak, that's going to be, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, and I think a handful of times, maybe two or three-ish, it's generated some pretty good stories, but still not up with that top-tier quality that you're about to see. I say this, and I hope that we create a really good story. but Because we don't even know what we're about to create know. either. I think our last story made some about like inescapable for us with cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want some nightmares, yeah. imagine yourself in a place like that. All right. Let's generate some words. Let's see. Random word generator. All right. So five random words, one spin. Here we go. Corn. Oh, okay. Corruption. Okay. That's an interesting one. Yes, it is. Reflection. Bald. Dave will be in this story. Well, and resident. There's a bald resident. A man wakes up one rough. day, looks in his reflection, and he's bald. And his <laughs> cornfields are... All of his corn is gone randomly. It's been corrupted. With <laughs> pesticides. They just ruined him. You want to generate these pics? That's right. Let's generate these pictures. In our timer. Do number one. Okay. Okay. City. City. Woman in a hood. Footlocker. Oh, you see Footlocker in there? Okay. Yeah, it's right here. Footlocker. Yeah. Okay. Footlocker. Woman in hood. City street. Where it may be. I was hoping it would say here, but it right. doesn't. Doesn't look like the US to me. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know what this store is, but that would probably give it away. Yeah. Okay, well. Well, what enough. is this over here? Yeah, maybe those signs, if you get just a bit closer. 
something zone, but I can't make that out. Yeah, I can't really read it too well. All right, well, picture number two. Okay. What? Analytics of a business. Yeah, a desk. And an iPad or a tablet. Tablet analytics of a business. Paper. This is a minor detail, I think, but there is Australia highlighted on this thing. Oh, that's a good catch. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Maybe that could come into play. We'll never know. So this woman, she's doing the numbers for her business, and she uncovered something. Or maybe something that woman with... is of a different, well, pretending to be a woman, a different life form. Because we still got to, and just so everyone knows, the timer is running, but uh, we still got to incorporate corn. Because, you know, when I think of corn, I think of cornfields. Corn on the cob. Corny. Some microwavable popcorn. Hey, yeah. Okay, so this woman, she's doing the books for a business. Let's find out there's some shady stuff going on in Australia. She finds out there's some corruption. She finds out there's some corruption going on in Australia. The stress makes her go bald. That's why she has the hood over her head. She shaves her head bald once things, once the heat picks up. She tries not to, ah, tries to you know, tries to disguise her. herself. Yeah. Okay. Or she meets a bald resident that helps her or, or you know, whatever. Some shady bald resident who works company. at Foot Locker. <laughs> she works for. Oh, she needs to go get some shoes, man. So she finds out something shade for the company she works for, corruption. And, uh, you know, she is trying to put an end to it. Or is Foot Locker being used as a way to launder money in Australia? Imagine. By but how the... would you launder money through Foot Locker? This big old corporation. It, needs, it has to be something small. Something where people won't look too hard at the books. Well, it doesn't well, have to be Foot Locker. Call it something else. Put next to it that we don't know what it is. A corn farm. Corn farms. What do they use? Maybe, what maybe do they mass corn. produce corn for? For like animal feed, right? Isn't that what they... Or, I mean, corn finds its way. Oil. Animal feed. Oh, right. I forgot oil. All sorts That's of true. stuff. Corn syrup. Imagine if there's like a cryptocurrency named corn. Ooh. You know? And that somehow plays into this corruption angle here. Yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like that's happened. Wasn't there a woman? Oh, wait. Wasn't there? I think she's on the run still. There was a woman who, who created a cryptocurrency, something like this, got a whole bunch of people to buy it or give her money or whatever, and then she just disappeared. Yeah, she bounced. And then, like, her brother, I think, got arrested. But, like, they want her, and she's just incognito. She's So maybe we have an anti-hero story. And our Some main... dude literally tried that, and he got arrested recently. Like, one of the bigger coins and most popular coins last year is, like, Terra Luna. Yeah. And, like, his system went down and wiped out, like, $40 billion. And he got arrested in March, I think, end of March. They found his ass. He was the one that went to Bermuda, right, or something like that. I forgot where they arrested him, but uh, yeah, they got him. And they, I don't know if this is true or not. I heard rumors that he had a ledger like hidden in his booty hole. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, that would be wild if it was. And I wouldn't even be surprised. Well, I mean, like uh, that could be interesting. And then we can work in bald, whether she like last ditch effort kind of deal shaves her head. Like that, that's like, I feel like for women to do that, like that's like a very, 
she's up against the wall and she just needs to go bald. Or maybe like she maybe she steals money from the world. The corporations he's working for transfers it to corn crypto. Now she's on the run. Well, so either one works. One, one or maybe we could do like a on the company trying to get her, and the other one is like a global international manhunt. It's like a where's there used to be a show called Where's Where's Carmen San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, I mean this could be a huge corporation, so it could turn into an international manhunt. Maybe it could be like a Robin Hood type deal. She like steals all his money from the company, you know, under the anonymous group of corn gang. And then she, you know, has her corn coin and she just like, you know, randomly airdrops it to people in random places, just giving them that, uh, that corporation's money and they can't take it because it's been converted to crypto. And obviously... Corporation don't like that, so they got to offer. So instead of making her the head of something, she's a peon in a sense, and she's Robin Hood. I mean, she could be a peon with... In the company, I mean. Really good hacking skills. Right. And then she has to go on the run as the company, you know, whistle blows, I guess. Like, she's stealing... It turns into a bigger thing, and she's getting chased. I kind of like the idea of being chased around the world, you know what I mean? Like, chased in different countries or whatever. Yeah, or she could be a part of, like, this group of Robin Hood people. And Ooh, okay. Like, but the corporation uh, gets to her teammates, and they torture them, interrogate them, end up getting her identity. So maybe she's, like, the founder of this smaller group in scale, right? But she's the founder of the Robin Hood people. And then, you know, w- w- the things you just said. Yeah, like they do small jobs. And this is just happened to be their biggest job yet. Right. Or maybe. Okay. So she's the founder of this Robin Hood group. And then they have their own crypto in order to, like, be able to send and buy things and do things. Right. Okay. They. So this is their biggest heist, if you will. She's been working there, and then they finally pull off this heist. And maybe they're like, all right, if we get to do this other really even bigger heist of maybe some kind of government occurrence, like some kind of government, you know, like I think Treasury Department or something, I don't know. You know, they'll have the money to give to the people to pay for, you know, the debt, whatever the American consumer medical and all that stuff debt is student loans student loans yeah yeah that's a little bit more noble i guess even though it's student like, loan went to the school and you knew how much it was going to cost so so maybe they're like we just need to get this bigger last big heist and then we can pay off this we can send money you know we'll make it up but deposit the money into these people's accounts and then you know which is a bad idea because people will just go buy some random stuff and not even pay off their student loans even if they knew it was for student loans but they figure out a way to like we're gonna pay off the student loans i feel like you know she just give it to the people uh that's very trusting whatever they decide i know know some people with student loans that would just go buy a really expensive car oh of course (laughs) instead of paying it off so but all right you can really you can rock and roll with that so here's a question so so she does this heist or they do this heist 
And she's kind of like the forefront of it. And uh, what's the last heist? The one where, you know, they try to pull it off and, you know, so like the way I kind of imagine it currently is they kind of do this first thing or kind of starts off with that. Obviously puts her and the rest of them on the radar of the company, but then of the government, whatever government it is. And then they start to try to put together a case and like track them down. So then we have this whole tracking situation. And then while they're building a case and then, so that's happening on the government side based off their actions on the other side is it's a group trying to evade and do another big heist to, and get away with it. So they can pay off these debts. Yeah, we can make it in a futuristic, more dystopian world where maybe like hmm. maybe there's not a tyrant. Maybe like the corporations run everything. Yeah. And uh, she's just stealing the money from them just to give back to the people because they're controlling everything in this world. Right. Uh, and it might not even be student loans. It might be like. Just anything. Just for a living. Yeah. You know, cost of, or maybe the taxation is so high or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the story needs to have like a, so she's like the anti-hero, but she's not an evil person. She's just doing things for her own sense of justice. Right. Then there needs to be, I feel like it's the story would be complete with like the opposite character. Maybe like. With justice. The person that embodies. Yeah. The guy that's actually going by the wall. Like an FBI guy that's after her. Right. Yeah, like a cyber police dude who's tracking her, constantly talks to her. Yeah. You know, in this timeline, you ever play the video game? Of course, I'm forgetting it. Detroit? No, I've never played it. Is that what happens? It's... So basically, if... I'll give a quick, very quick. Three robots, or androids, whatever you want to call them. Very human looking right so three of them very human looking they all have their own path but one of the, one of the robots path is uh, he's a detective he works with this other guy named hank i believe and hank is like kind of washed up he's on his way out as far as being a detective like you know he's bitter suicidal etc and then this android is just like by the book you know what i mean at least he starts off very by the book So we could have this very by-the-book robot android thing working, probably working with a human, but like... Yeah, and he's trying to track her down. Yeah. But, you know, that also says to me that he'll have certain skills even more beneficial than a human. For example, like that robot was able to like do things with computers that you like you normally wouldn't be able to do. Right, Um, right, right. And taste i think he would go around like tasting blood or whatever and like he could tell you like their blood type and then how long the blood's been stale or something like this if i remember correctly like a whole bunch of like stuff this detective was able to like the robot detective so we might have fun with like what other capabilities it might be able to do that right okay so we have android homes android homes is after our lead hacker robin hood person and it becomes a story where it's like the audience is rooting for Who knows? technically rooting the bad guy. They and might then be rooting the, for both. Like certain set audience might be rooting for the android. Yeah, depending on how we make his character. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's so so future where we wanna 
face this futuristic Montana. No, I'm just <laughs> like a metropolitan Chicago. Chicago. All right, Chicago. After the age of, uh, of reckoning, what was that? What do they call the teen take the teen takeover? After oh yeah, after the age of teen takeover, you are in you currently listening and watching. Watching <laughs> Chicago is in the middle of a teen takeover. Apparently, is what's being dubbed. And uh, it can use a robot Android. They probably <laughs> take it over and take it. They probably overrun it. Yeah. Oh, All man. right. So, Chicago in the f- cyberpunk futuristic Chicago. Yeah. Cyberpunk Chicago. We need a name for our. Yes, we do. Main character. Uh, for that good old name, Jen. Leanne. Leandra. So we need a we need to come up with a name for her and a pseudonym or like an alias. Yeah, an alias too. She'll go by Corn. No, <laughs> she, she goes I, by like, Res. No, she goes by Resident. Resident. Resident Corn. Because you know, with you know things going on, it's like who stays here? The resident, and they always just reply, "They're all the resident," but maybe that's what they go by. All right. Well, we'll think about it. you. I do the name of their group. The residents could be members of the resident corn. Then corn, We're just throwing things together. Corn maybe is just their cryptocurrency because I mean they're not. Maybe they have to eat a lot of microwavable popcorn and canned corn because they don't got that much money. And that's like government issued like food or something, like part of the free food they give out. I don't know. Could be, go a lot of ways. Into, yeah. Look, we have raised. Raven, Harper, Michelle, Jan. Imagine. I can't Paige. imagine a Janice doing this. Janice. Kate, Elizabeth. Oh, Paige. Belinda. I knew a girl named Belinda. Kay. Fiona. Anna. Annalise. I'll be right back. I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. Victoria. Taking a break. Oh, that's my leg. Okay. Got anything? I think, therefore I am, I think we go, well, with Eva. Okay. That seems about right. And then she will go by the code name, I don't know, Blue. Maybe they're all colors. Mr. Blue? Mr. Red? What's that movie from? Where's that? Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs, that's right. Yeah, Eva. She can go by... uh, Maybe they have, like historical figures as names too. She will be Helen Keller. Helen. Helen. Call her Queen Elizabeth. And Frank. Yeah, we could go with Helen. Helen. Yeah. Catherine the Great. So are we going with the residents as their little hacker group? Yeah. The residents. Now we need a name for Mr. Android Detective. I feel like the name should be something like I could be male or female in the sense, you know. Oh, I thought you were about to say like a serial number, like oh, like the, the star or the Star Wars character CP three R two D two. Good. I think in the game, I think they were given names, but they had model numbers. Like a name like Hunter could work between them, but could also do we could just do numbers X five Z. Got put hundred in it. X5, the X5 
got, it has to sound something that would sound good on a commercial. I mean, the X5000. Like, that doesn't even make sense. X500. Yeah, you can just say X500. Sherlock the 500. Is your best detective companion. Pick one up today at Costco. No, he should definitely have his own. Name. I feel like in this world. So the type of Android is X5500. But they call it Hunter. Because it will start as his job is to hunt. Oh, okay. It's a name and it's kind of your occupation. Hunt down the bad people. All right. So we have Hunter, our detective. And then human detective, if we want one, could also be female. Could have her as a side detective. Yeah. Learning the ropes from the robot detective, the android detective. The lead detective, yeah. Mm-hmm. Side detective. So you're very progressive for that, calling it lead protect, lead detective as I'm trying to call it a robot. You're like, nah, man, this thing is real. It's no, it's for real. He's, he's taking down the bad guys. He's the lead detective. Side detective. Marilyn. Marilyn. Yeah, why not? Marilyn. Marilyn. I have a pretty cool way on how this should start. Lay it. You know, just like taking inspiration from the anonymous people. Yeah. She pops up on the screen, says a message to everybody in her like masked voice and everything. Masked deep voice. They've just uh, finished a job. They went after a a non-profit who wasn't really a non-profit and they're they're just exposing how corrupt it was so like if it was the equivalent to like a red cross you're like did you know the this organization this the red cross your donations 90 percent of it is being pocketed by this greedy ceo shows a picture of her well i've taken back the 90 percent and we've actually given it to the people where it's supposed to go to. So the company is a foundation of some sort, charity. Yeah. This is like, this is not the main job. This is like a, this is like one of the, one of their, like the big. small ones to lead up to the big one. Yeah. The big ones, like a major corp, whatever we decide well, to call I'm it. saying, so like, do we, should we start with a big one? Like they could have already had some of these ones underneath their belt. And then they do one. So, like, maybe it starts off with them doing just this, talking about this foundation, you know, hey, you know, they supposed to give this percentage to the actual cause. In reality, they pocket more than 90% or whatever. Yeah. And we've come to take the money back. Yeah. Yeah. The small one introduces us to this group. Yep. Yep. And it moves into them doing a bigger one. Yeah, at least I'm like planning out and executing mm-hmm. the bigger one. Yep. So okay, so so is this a, I guess like a YouTube video? Could be, or she yeah. somehow not like hacked her way onto all the billboards, like in Times oh, Square or whatever. Okay. Yeah, we're getting into some of those now. Okay. So well, it, yeah, it could be a YouTube skill. video and then hacked. And then placed like shown all around the world or whatever on. Yeah, Apple. and there's people like watching on their phone. Yeah, watching on the train, looking at the billboard. So the YouTube video of a masked woman telling the world they recovered. I feel like it should start. I don't want. This seems cool. It should start when they're getting ready to broadcast it. Like she's like like there's there's literally like 
a member of their crew. And they're like, are you ready to go? And she's like, yep, hold on. She takes a couple deep breaths, puts on her mask or whatever. She's like, all right, three. And they have like a countdown. And then the only thing with that is not mean nothing wrong with it is there's something about from the audience perspective, because that shows you who you're looking at right away. Like not necessarily understanding what you're seeing, but it shows you who you're seeing versus like their mask, blah, blah. You're like, what the hell's going on? Who are you? Oh, okay. And then it's like, so you're, what it does, it makes the audience feel like the other people in the world on their phones and this random thing pops up. Like what the hell is happening? You know what I mean? So like they're experiencing that the same way the rest of the world is experiencing them for the first time. Which is like, gotcha. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Are you who are you? What? Yeah, you know I mean? and then we come off camera, or and then you mask comes off, all blah, and then we start to follow our main character, our anti hero. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you know? that's a good, yeah, yeah, I um, like that. Telling the world to recover money from a, I guess, I guess a fake nonprofit. They have to be fake if they're not quote giving, unquote nonprofit, not giving them money. Where it should be going, they recovered. They show, yeah, they show like pictures of the nonprofit people having throwing extravagant parties. Envision something like a Wolf of Wall Street, and like one of those office parties. <laughs> they recovered. Yeah, now we gotta make these people actually seem evil. Appears in live broadcasts across streaming platforms and digital billboards, detailing their recent heist. Or the recent job exposing nonprofit greedy CEO money being used for party. Yeah. And I also envisioned the like a quick beat being, you know, this is very filmmaker ish, but it's like as she's taking off her mask, you know, intercutting with the news, who is this mass woman in this group known as the residents? The residents. You know? It should cut to Hunter and Marilyn at some point too. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if this were a film, it'd be like intercutting it, where it's like so the pot, the live stream ends, and then someone on the news comes on, and like who is this, blah blah blah, or whatever, right? Called the resident, and so while they're talking, it's like the visual is taking off the mask, walking to her group, and then we kind of drop into them but anyways newscaster with the newscaster saying who are these masks vigilantes i guess i don't know robin hood folks yeah like who are these masked vigilantes and what is the resident and then we literally go to answer that so the resident so we have that it's basically cut to hunter well so we'll bring hunter in a second but we have to go more into Eva. Yeah, so this, well, maybe we can show her walking into her place of work, the office building. Yeah. Checking in like everyone else. Yeah, I mean, we could do that. There's definitely a sequence of events that can be rearranged, whatever. But like one sequence is, so Eva walks over to her folks, or a couple of them, I guess. You know, they might be saying, good job, blah, blah. And then they allude to, this is, you haven't seen nothing yet. Then she's walking into work, she checks in, and it looks like she's just doing a very boring, like... Oh, I got a cool one. Thing. Go ahead. So I got this 
So Dave Portnoy, the, the president of Barstool Sports, he yeah, says man. he has bottles of champagne with the names of his enemies uh, yeah. carved on them. Yeah, I heard about that. And then whenever something happens to him, he pops it. So so maybe they have the same thing. They got bottles of champagne of with corporations. Their targets. Yeah, they go after and they pop the Red Cross one. He walks over to her crew and high five them. One of the one of them pulls. Yeah, it's not just a bottle. It's like one of these, you know, full on cases. Or pulls a alcohol case with the name of the foundation on it, the nonprofit, and opens the case to find a expensive. It shouldn't be expensive. They're Robin Hood people, but just a bottle of champagne. To find a bottle of champagne. This person shakes it up. Bottle of champagne, yeah. Has to be champagne, bro. I mean, that's the celebrator's drink. Of course. This person shakes it up and pops pops the... It's funny because it's like, by this group doing that, it also shows their lack of optics. And like, if someone were to see that, how it look like they're also maybe just as bad. I mean, hey, they're the anti-heroes, but like, because imagine being like, we're about people, we're going to take money, we're going to do this and take it and give it. And then it's like, where y'all get the money for this champagne, man? Yeah. You know? But hey, we wouldn't say it if it was just beer, I guess. That's right. The person shakes it up, pops the cork, and they party on in a, I guess, what would it be? You know, like a rundown. Yeah, they're in like a rundown room. Parking building or right. shack or whatever. I don't right. know. Well, I almost imagine it, yeah, apartment building. I almost imagine it being like something that's been like run down. Like people live in there, but you know, nothing's upkept anymore. Okay, so we have that. The next day, we see Eva hungover. Eva is oh, going to go by her other name. She's going to go by Helen at work. You know okay. Because she doesn't, that's their target. You know, she doesn't want them to, you know. The next day, we see Eva walk. She, she's hungover from all the champagne she just drank. Walking to work. She's greeted by the security desk. You know, just to make it seem like, oh, she, you know, She's been coming here for a while, it seems like. She's greeted by a security desk. Her co-workers greet her. They get into the elevator. And here we go. Here's another little tidbit here. And they ask if she saw the, the broadcast. The, yeah, the broadcast from some group named The Residents. The Residents. And Eva could be like, I don't watch the news. So Eva tells them she doesn't really pay attention to the news, but she'll check it out. You know, he's got a, you know, important note. Her coworkers, is that what his name? Yeah, Helen. Helen. Eva's at her desk doing mundane things when something needs to happen. She's doing these mundane things. Or we can be having two different simultaneous scenes kind of going where she's at her desk doing this thing. And then, nah, because I want a proper, you need a proper entrance for when Hunter comes on. I don't want want to messy it up by intercutting. But what is she doing? Like, why is she at work? Is she there that day to, oh, I forgot. Depending on her job, she has to get like a tablet of the analytics somehow. So maybe someone's desk. I mean, maybe yep. she's literally a, an IT security person. 
she could with her skills she just needs right? access yeah and I, I was and if she's that she needs to go there with a goal right so if the goal is she needs to get more money transferred over or figure out the account information so she can make the transfer maybe yeah maybe she's working in the department where like all the data is kept so she's already got her in because of her skills or whatever her forged resume i don't know how she got in there we can but she got in and maybe she and the group hatches a plan to get the supervisor have him walk out like in an emergency or something so she can walk in and stick a thumb drive in his computer yeah and get the and start stealing shit and whatever yeah account information so okay so she, maybe there's like a spoof there. text message from this guy's wife saying i'm in labor or something, or yeah, something. Yeah. she's at her desk doing mundane, mundane things when all of a sudden her boss stands runs out the door and runs out the door her co-worker asks what do you think that was about helen's reply i don't know but maybe you should go see the co-worker. There's obviously a better way of doing this, but whatever. The co-worker get, believes to be nosy. Okay? That's when, that's when Eva does her plan. Places a thumb drive to downloads count information. Now, so yeah, I mean, it implies that we're at the desk and all this other stuff. Eva sends the information to her tablet and looks it over quickly. What she needed is there. And then that's when they, she discovers that maybe the corporation is opening up a new facility or headquarters in Australia. Yeah. So they're about to send over a ton of money there. And she does, I don't know if this is possible, but like some hacking stuff where she actually took the money from whatever that thing is placed in. It looks like the money is still there just because of the numbers. But when they try to withdraw it, like it's not there. Well, so like it's, it's also control how many things we reveal. So like we got this information and stuff and all of a sudden this Australia thing, you know, she only has so much time, but whether or not she actually uses this current time to take the money. Well, no, you know, she doesn't want to raise too many alarm bells because they're going to do a massive take or massive so far you think she yeah. could do it like right away i think i think no oh, okay she she's just like gathering information now like she sees yeah, yeah this yeah. is the opportunity to take from the funds uh, that are being transferred to australia or something yeah it's not going to be like their entire thing but it'll be like a huge blow to the company right okay so they're opening a new office in australia eva notices there's some budgets and etc to go out soon she smiles at the opportunity presenting itself interesting as eva sits back at the desk the co-worker comes in says you know their boss the boss's wife is going into could be labor it could be boss's wife is breaking up with him because she called him cheating so maybe she used maybe oh man i I was going to say something. I don't know if I want to put it out there in the, in, in the internet world and have people. I'll put it out there. If anyone takes this and does this, you are wicked. Okay? Wicked. But what I'm going to say is, all right, you have this labor thing. Okay. Or maybe she's breaking up with him. 
because someone sent over, you know, these AI generated pictures to make it seem like he was cheating on her. And now, oh, and now the wife is mad because she doesn't know to, if he's actually cheating on her or not. That is wicked. Don't ever do that, anyone. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Man, that's, that's a good a crazy one. Way Coworker finds out that people the boss is having boss is having relationship problems or whatever. Yeah, boss is having an affair, but you know it's AI generated photos. He's not really, but wife is leaving him. That she calls him. So that's a that would be a tough one. That is a tough one. That's <laughs> hard. That's hard to prove. It's hard to prove and disprove. Like that would be a whole level of evil. For someone to do. And you know, there are people that would definitely do it. Oh man. Oh, for sure. I almost didn't even want to say it, put that thought out there. Alright. So All right, so that happens. Eva leaves work and goes to her hideout. Oh, let's say HQ. that happens, right? For doing some editing or some quick editing in a sense. So Eva Eva leaves work and goes to her hideout building. What I think we should do is, so after that little boss thing, we introduce Hunter. Yeah. Right? So let's do that. We can do the hideout after we introduce Hunter. So how do we introduce Hunter? You know, police. I think you should be like, police. you know, just like those typical detective shows. Like he's sitting at his cubicle and some papers slide across his desk. And he's like, he takes a look at it. He's like, the residence. Again, his side detective brings him this case. I was just about to say, maybe maybe he's on the scene of something. Maybe we see him successfully taking down some other thing that is around. My, just so that we would show, like, Hunter is successful with his cases. And you know, he's wrapping up a case. You know, they're arresting some people on, you know, money laundering, right, or whatever. And then the new detective, so he's doing this, car pulls up, he's talking to whoever he needs to talk to, you know, you know, everything's winding down at this point. They got their persons in custody, everything's winding down. Car pulls up, people get out, two people get out, the new detective and like their overall boss, you know, they're arriving on scene, they're like, hey, you know, good job, Hunter, blah, blah, you know, this is blah, blah, your 50th successful arrest or what i don't know and then by the way we have a newbie for you to train up you know her name is whatever name we gave her marilyn and then you know we so so that way we both show that he's successful at what he, he's good at what he does he has success at what he does and then like here's your newbie as well because you're so good we need you to train others yeah and it keeps it active. Like, I don't know. It just makes the scene active. Instead of sitting at a desk, it's like we were already at a desk with Eva before. And so, like, just to give it a different energy. You know, it would be interesting. I mean, it kind of, kind of hard. And also, we want to say that the robot, like, he has, a, like, a conscience and, like, a moral code and stuff. Yeah. And, like, emotions. But, like, it'd be interesting to, to put in, like, kind of a flaw in this guy that mm. he sees like the justice in what the residents are doing. Yeah. But it's still against the law. You know, that's pretty similar to the detective in Detroit. Like because of, that game is one of those games where you're, you can make different 
choices and the outcome of those choices combined leads to certain, you know, leads to certain outcomes, right? So your choices lead to certain outcomes. Some of those outcomes are, it's about injustice to robots, that game in a sense. And on one hand, you know, they're causing trouble and doing all this other stuff. So he gets that. And on the other hand, he's also a robot himself and, you know, what's right, what's wrong. So mentally in his systems, they kind of have these scenes where he has like a governor and tries to keep him on the right path to doing the right thing and obeying by the systems, the software, you know, put in place. So that way the coding put in place that he continues to do the right thing, but he also has free will in a sense. And it's like, it starts to have an issue with both, you know, do I follow through or do I not? So this can be exactly what you're talking about in the sense where he understands the logic and what they're doing. That's not the issue, right? So that might become a contention between Hunter and Eva at some point. And he's like, oh, but I do understand the logic and I agree, but the law is the law. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, we can either have him taking down like, I don't know, some other crime that's not related to the residents. Like maybe he just foiled like a money laundering. Yeah thing so but i thought of a, another scene just to make a call back to the beginning maybe he's like on a zoom or a video call with the ceo of that foundation and they're like telling him to take like, do whatever they need to do to go catch the residents and he's like we're working on it we're working on it and she's like try to get the money back too and then he's like well the money went to the causes so Right. What's the problem here? I think that's what should happen after. So, so there's this quick scene of like his success and his, meeting his new partner. We have the scene with Eva at the hi, Eva at the hideout, letting them know, hey, our plan is our timeline for our plan is moving up because, you know, I found out about this Australia thing, and then we have the scene with, after that potentially with Hunter on the call at the foundation and, and then we see that engagement. So it's like building the case and we kind of see Hunter like going through his steps of like, okay, got to talk to the victims and then continue. We start on. to see like glimpses of his flaws. Cause he's like, well, the money went to the causes. Oh, I see what you mean. Why do you, yeah, so why do you need it back? Like, oh, that's interesting. So like we start to see his, we also start to see his reasoning. And like his, how he's drawing logic from it, right? Like he should just be like, it's the law. Yes, sure. We'll hunt him down. But he also sees the irony in it. You know what yeah. I mean? All right. About 37 minutes. So Hunter is on scene. Doing uh, a lot of character development today. Yeah. More than usual. It's pretty good stuff, though. Yeah, no, it is. Once you're on scene, there's arresting. a bunch of people in handcuffs getting put into patrol yeah. car. Arresting some folks. Other the Chinese takeout place was actually a front for the triads. <laughs> Did you see that one about the dark smoking, I think? Which one? Gambling downstairs or something? Yeah. Sir, what were you doing in there? And he's like, he's like a coffee shop, right? A coffee shop <laughs> in there. I'm getting some coffee, man. Coffee? Nah. <laughs> and there's on the scene, and he's arresting some folks. That we should, I'm actually gonna rip that same thing and put it in there because that was so funny. Yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> steal that. There's a coffee shop sure. for 
You were in the coffee shop from 12 a.m. to 8 a.m.? Yeah, it's coffee, man. I'm a night owl. Gambling ring. There's a coffee shop trump for a gambling ring. A car pulls up. <laughs> oh, God. I got the car pulls up, and two people get out. It's the boss and a newbie. Boss. You know, try to make sure congrats. Hunter and introduces newbie. And then if we want to string that kind of conversation out in our overall story, we can. So we have that cool, you know, I imagine Hunter being like, follow me or whatever. I don't know. Okay. So then we go to Eva. She leaves work and goes to her hideout building. It's the you know, nondescript looking abandoned building with people still living there. Eva tells the crew of the updated timeline since he knows money will be moved for a new office. Okay. So we have that. It needs to lead to something. So just real quick, we did both the random pictures. The resonance is what it's called. We haven't used the word reflection and ball, but okay. That could be, I mean, if we want, when she's on the run. Yeah. And she, she actually shaves oh, her head. Right, right, she right, can just look right. at her she reflection. She reflect and then shave her head. New office yeah. opening. The plan, I'm about to use corn right now, to move the money, the plan to move the money over to the coin, the corn coin is upon us or upon them. Next step, if someone asks, someone asks when, Eva says tomorrow right away someone on the crew tells the rest the new hideout will be ready by tomorrow then and my 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 thinking here is all right they already did this thing they're in the same place they're about to do another thing and they're trying to like keep moving around just in case someone's following them or not and no one really is just yet but it's also like a little bit of their you know their worry you know, they don't know who's following, if they're being followed. They probably, if, I, if you did the things they did, you probably would think that someone's paying attention and probably want you, you know? Yeah. All right. So new hideout tomorrow. Just a change up location. Okay, cool. So we know the plan is tomorrow and maybe it won't exactly go to the plan, but it does work. And then the real hunt is on. So then we go to Hunter. He's on the call with the foundation. The... Nonprofit is telling him and his partner everything they know. You know, my guess is they would have their IT security folks kind of try to backtrack and figure out like what exactly happened, right? So there's kind of a debrief on what what actually happened. Their IT partners debrief Hunter and Maryland. Eventually, the CEO requests that Hunter not only find who did this. But return the money to the non to the org or whatever the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Now, you know I mean, you could say, "Well, that's out of my jurisdiction." You should probably talk to the I don't know whoever hand handles the the finances uh, thing. Yeah. Well, so he'll probably say something like, "He will find the person." Like you know, he has that certain level of confidence. He will find the person. You know, maybe he'll say, yeah, "We'll find the person and return the money," but. One question, if you don't mind. It appears the money went to the 
places you wanted it to go. Are you asking we take it away? And that's a very interesting like way to position it because like it went to where you say you want it to go. And right. like the optics of us, like they still get it, and then the optics of them then being like, yeah, yeah, give me the money back. It's also not it's not great on the company, the nonprofit, right? Like. So it's a fair question. And it's also a good question. To see. He's trying to kind of figure out what the CEO kind of thinks. And maybe the CEO doubles down, you know, whatever. CEO doubles down. He wants money. Yeah, it's not for them to decide how much they get. So we're showing. So we're showing like, and then so. The and CEO then, is actually evil. Yeah. Or like they're greedy. Yeah, hell yeah. And then Hunter is confused. But, or sees the irony, but will do his job. You know, this might be a moment for the human, Marilyn, to say something. We have that back and forth. So Marilyn says, that's just horrible. You are a crook. You know, she might just say it straight up. Maybe they should be locking them up, right? <laughs> oh, she says that to them on the call? Yeah, why not? Yeah, maybe she says, you are a crook. And, you know, and the hunter is just observing. Because, you know, he doesn't have no emotion in this fight, but he's, you know, processing this. The CEO is taking it back. He's like, how dare you? CEO curses her ass and ass. And Hunter jumps in. He could be like, look, we'll find the perpetrators and we'll do our best to get the money. Not like promising that he'll get the money back. It's more like promising he'll catch the people, but. Well, hundred, yeah, exactly, right. So hundred jumps in and reassures the money. The people will be caught in justice, right? So here's another thing. Outside or somewhere, I'm not going to worry too much about location. Marilyn asks what that was about. You know, after the call. You know, this whole justice thing, you know, after the call, don't you think they kind of deserve it? You know, she's asking those questions where we get to see who Hunter really is. Now, what does Hunter reply? I feel like he doesn't really, he should act like a... be like something like very... I feel like he should, right now, he should act like a by-the-book lawman. He should say, like, I understand... That this causes great concern, but the law is the law. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I had a funny, I guess, dynamic between the two. She's like, so where do we go from now? And Hunter says, well, I'm going home. And he gives her a stack of papers and says, you're doing paperwork. (laughs) Yeah, all right, all right. So what now? Newbies get to do paperwork. That's how it is. Okay, so now it's the next day. It's the next day. The crew and Eva up and readying their base, their current base for departure. Eva lets them know that once the money is transferred, she will return to the new location, but will have to go back to work to not raise any suspicion. Yeah. I'm guessing we don't have that much time left or else we can about go through the thing. About 25 minutes. Huh? 
25 minutes. So. No, I was going to say we can hatch out like a sweet plan. Like they're all in disguises or whatever. And they, that's what I was yeah. thinking. I was like, what? Uh, I don't know if we're going to have time for that though. Yeah, I know. I kind of want to hash one out, but like we're, we're kind of just in the beginning of this. All right, <laughs> let's do like a quick, all right, let's do a quick boom. And then we can add meat to the bones. All right. Because we're a little meaty right now. That's okay. So she doesn't want to raise any suspicion. Okay, whatever, right? So Eva goes into the office and follows through on the plan. There's a hiccup, but she figures whatever she needs out, and it works. Okay. The heck is going on? Yeah, so she figured out everything. Yeah, uh, the crew has relocated without problem. Hunter is brought on. Or Hunter, should they do another news thing, the group? Or maybe it's just in the news. Like, No, they should announce. Like, I'm thinking they should announce, but I'm like, maybe this time it's just in the news. Just in Major Corp, blah, blah, blah. Just lost, blah, blah, blah. You know, all this money, et cetera. And then they kind of do their their thing. So, like. They, they should announce, like, they should put up a QR code and be like, Major Corp. You know, we've hit Major Corp. Instead of giving the money back to the people, they've decided to expand their evil operations. And we've just hit them. Scan this QR code if you want a piece. And everyone is just scanning and getting a piece of the money. I was just thinking in my head on on some steps that would happen in their plan that would sound cool. (laughs) So we can talk about it. Relocate. Without a problem, the resident has a video meeting. Yeah, I guess Eva's doing it again. And they tell him about the QR code. Hunter is alerted to the new development. And, oh, okay, here we go. He decides to scan the QR code, try with his eye, and try to backtrack it something, right? Hunter gets some information that he can follow up on Marilyn is impressed and they go okay so now the crew technically needs to go on the run well soon not yet like they have to get a whiff that someone's looking at like getting close to them you know what I mean so whatever this information is that hunter gets that allows him to follow up so maybe he goes to follow it up and what he finds leads to a member of the crew or maybe the <clears throat> he just so happens just to be around, and it's like one. Of, it's just a innocent mistake made by one of the resident members, and then Hunter just puts the pieces together and follows up on him. Like maybe the guy. I don't know what this is going. How what this is going to look like, but maybe like the one of the resident members. He they're in a coffee shop. One of the resident members. He doesn't know he's a resident member, but he's like, yeah, I'm about to pay for this coffee with that. Like he's just bragging about it. He's like, I'm pay- I'm about to pay for this coffee with the corn, the coin, the corn coins from the airdrop yesterday. And then Hunter, you know, he's uh, he's just noticing it, and he maybe he scans his phone with his eyes, and he catches something. Yeah, maybe we run it like something that's kind of happened in real life. Like maybe he's able to backtrack the first post of something like this happen, like someone boasting about it right so you know the first post about someone saying anything about using the coins he backtracks it and it's like one of the crew members that's just an idiot 
And he's like, yeah. paying for my coffee with the corn coin. So happy, blah, blah. And then that's where Hunter goes to figure out, like, who's the first person that to ever even talk about this digitally? How do they know about it? You know what I mean? That's a logical thought. And, yeah. and hard to do, but I mean, he has the system. So Hunter gets some information about the first person to post on the social media regarding the corn coin. He wants to follow up on this, right? Okay. So, so a crew member is seen walking over to a store. Hunter tells Marilyn, grab him. They are going to follow him and see if he takes out his phone and he can identify the model and the specs of the phone, see if it matches up, etc. And then he could end up getting the QR code. So Hunter is in the store. So Hunter's in the store. I'm just going to be brief. Hunter's in the store sees what he needs to see and they take him in we have a interrogation at the station the question is does he get more information or does the does he give them the information that they think will save him and gives up the old location the old you know, you know where you guys stay where are you guys currently located and he gives the old spot but someone had messed up and he's able to find a newer spot or something. I don't know. I think. Or, or <clears throat> someone's like, oh, I saw some detectives. I saw some police like sniffing around our old hideout. They're on to us now. Like they're searching for us and they already know where the first one is. That will raise the alarm bells for them to start making some moves. Yeah. Or maybe the resident member texts a code to yeah. everyone else yeah. so they know what that code is. And that might actually kick off someone like seeing it. So the crew member gives them what they want. The old, the old hideout in where they let him go though. I feel like they wouldn't let him go. I'm kind of like, you're going to stay no. your ass right <laughs> But he's not going to be able to text them. So here's the, the old hideout. Hunter and Marilyn go to old hideout. Well, they think it's the current hideout, but whatever. They go to old hideout with some cops. Another crew member is watching. Yeah, because they haven't heard from... As they raid the place. They haven't heard from the other guy that yeah, got taken maybe in. Maybe was looking for him or something. I don't know. Watch from afar as they raid the place. This member rushes back and tells everyone the cops are on to us. We need to make moves. Cops are on to us. So now they got bounce. Everyone, about 13 minutes. So everyone leaves, you know, pretty much, right? Everyone's going their separate ways. The question is, what's the game plan? Everyone goes their separate ways as to not get caught, like all of them get caught at the same time. They can continue to run. And like, like logically, if they're not all together, then they, so if someone else goes down, they can still continue to go, you know? Yeah, I feel like uh, how many others? Well, well, the two others or whatever. I'm not even worried about it. Right I'm just like, yeah, I feel like everyone should be able to escape except for Ava because somehow they track her. Oh, yeah, but okay, here it is. So they can still consider they go their separate ways. Eva tells them she will be leaving the country, 
what will be available to them. She suggests they do that as well. All right, so they do that. Okay. So Hunter is upset that he's been lied to in a sense, but scans the, the old. He, well, you should take the phone. Well, that dude's he, phone. Yeah. So that's one option. Another option was, well, that's well, actually both. Okay. So, so he scans the hideout and here it is and finds a, and finds the champagne. He's about to use some DNA. Finds his champagne and cups. He places, this is going to get a little gross, places his mouth on every cup and takes and analyzes for, you know. In his mind, he's like backtracking his, his DNA his against all the records that are in his head. Right, right. You know what I mean? The DNA. Some folks. And then her DNA comes up. Not her because she I'm had... gonna have her DNA not come up because I got another little thing that might be cool. Okay. So he takes it, but so some folks are coming up. He knows. And technically, he doesn't know if they're actually involved because he doesn't know. He, at this time, he doesn't know if this hideout was ever a hideout or just like a place for homeless, right? But he knows who to follow up on. Okay. Yep. He goes back to the station, right? And while there, listens to the new broadcast, right? Because he's alerted about it, but he listens to the new broadcast. While doing so, he analyzes the voice. Now, she can use a voice changer, but maybe he has a way of the, like, taking away, right? Analyzes the voice. His software programming can can take away the changed voice still he's not a hundred percent he's not sure who he is after right but at the very least he's compiling all this data so that way when he does come across eva he's like that's the voice that's the dna like you know what I mean? there's a lot of stuff he can cross-reference so he's pretty like any detective, he's com- he's gathering clues. Doesn't know who, but he's able to gather these clues. So, so after that, he takes the phone of the crew member that's in custody, but is stopped by Michelle or Marilyn. Excuse me. This is a kind of departure of his character. Though. I was going to say, like, he takes the phone to try to backtrack or try to call them or something like this. Yeah, but he wouldn't just take the phone without a judge's order, right? So he's a man of the law. So he right, right. puts in paperwork to get the phone to unlock the phone and whatever. Yeah, to get the phone and unlock it with the judge, right? So he puts in the paperwork. That's not going to happen right away. Okay, so we got about seven minutes, a little seven minutes fifty seconds. So Eva. Leaves the country. Maybe he catches her hailing for a cab or whatever, and the voice sounds should like a match. Caught, to the... Should she be caught in a different country? That's what I was going to have him do. Oh, you want to catch her in a different country? I think. But how are they going to catch her if they don't have the same info as Hunter? The same info as oh, Hunter's going to go. Yeah, he... but how does he know to follow? That's the question we need to answer if that's the case. How does he know to get her at the cab? You know what I mean? Well, he has. So you said he deprogrammed the mask, so he has okay, an, so a, a basis of, 
of what that voice would sound like without the voice mask. Yeah. But he doesn't know. He can't put a face to that voice. Right. But he has that voice like in his head. So whenever something sounds like that voice, he can trigger it. it. Okay. This is a streamlined outline. Like, I don't know. I envision there's a lot more that this story could be, but we're running out of time. So whatever. <laughs> but okay. So just like the nonprofit, this company brings, you know, goes to do an interview and he asks if anything suspicious happened. And they're like, not, you know, just the, you know, the nothing more suspicious than we normally do, you know, employees not showing up for work, blah, blah. Oh, can you give me a list of employees that have not shown up to work in the past two days? Eva, some others. Oh, she's in charge of IT, yeah. you know, whatever. You know, and maybe he can somehow get a hold of like how she sounds and he's, then he has a match, you know, so to look for. Maybe they keep like, I don't know, like video records of their employees introducing themselves or something. And he's like, can you or maybe she's just me? on a video. Like maybe they used to have a video of people like, you know, companies do this all the time where they'll have like. Oh, she did a presentation. Yeah. Presentation and it's recorded and like. Yeah. So you're watching that presentation. Yeah. And he's like analyzing the voices. He's like, he's like match. And then he's like, okay, this is who we're, who we're at. Now he needs her DNA. And now he needs to find out where she is so he can do all those things. Right. And that becomes like the challenge about five minutes. So. They unlock, he, so he sends an order to unlock the phone. I kind of see a really interesting scene playing out over the phone where they're like, it's like, catch me who you can't catch me if you can. Kind of anyway, yeah. So, all right. Hunter goes to the office and does an interview assessment or whatever, you know, just to talk to them. He, you know, I'm just going to streamline it. He asks if anyone has been out lately. And they say nonchalantly, well, yeah, people are out. Hunter asks for a list. And Eva's, or Helen's name, that's another thing. Her name's different. Helen's name is on the list. So after he determines it's a match, he gets her address from the company. Yeah. He shows up. Yeah, she ain't there. He gets a video presentation of hers matches the voice he asks for an address and you know we ended there right so hunter shows up at the address he matches the voice he asks for an address the name for the well he doesn't even have a name so he might just think her name is helen okay yep at the address it's a footlocker address <laughs> so footlocker address dead end However, now he knows what she looks like and is able to, he's able to portray her voice. He's a robot. He can change his voice and make it sound like her, depending on who he's talking to. He gets the phone, calls a crew member that he identified, changes his voice to sound like. Well, then the crew member is like, why do you have... You gotta make up an excuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or he pretends to be the crew member and changes his voice to the crew member and says, Meet me at they just let me out, blah blah. Where is everyone? We gives away the information. We abandoned the where the hideout on 45th Street for blah blah blah. Meet me at you know what I mean? Like he does he thinks he's talking to the crew member, right? Oh damn one minute and seventy seconds. Let me just put this in. And then we're gonna have to like off the top make <laughs> Think of the ending. 
He now knows what they look for and they're going to portray her voice. The hunter gets permission for the phone. He pretends to be the crew member in custody as he, he calls another crew member he identified from the DNA sample. The crew member wants to be known that they abandoned the last hideout and everyone is on the run. Meet me at the coffee shop. And there goes the, the time. <laughs> oh, no. We're cut out for us because it's so detailed. I know. This one is fun. I have to say, folks, this one is. This is a fun. I really like this like, story. So, like, the more we kept going in it, and it's like, oh, wait, this could be happening. And there's so much details and so many interesting things. And anytime you do, like, one of these detective things, the details matter is what leads you to the next thing. So, like, you kind of have to get, <laughs> yeah. you have to get detailed in order to know where you're headed. But yeah, you have to string it in a way where it's like it makes sense and it's like very clever. It's like oh, right, no man, like th this. Oh yeah, I will, like another hour with this have something very interesting and like some. Wait, so where did you leave off? He just he called Helen to go meet. Or no, no, Ava to go meet him. A, he called another the other crew member that he identified. And so he has one crew member in custody. He had, he identified maybe like three others, wh whoever all the rest are. But he doesn't like she's never been arrested, so she doesn't have he doesn't have her DNA, and uh, and so now he's getting to the other crew member at the coffee shop. I mean, I imagine this man just rolling up like fifty deep, and is arresting this man on the spot, taking his phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he'll probably take his phone and then call Helen, pretend to be the guy he just arrested, because then she she wouldn't think the other guy's been arrested, so they might be like, yo, he's gone. Like, what's going on? But she won't think of nothing about this dude. And then whatever happens after that, I don't know. Oh, man. Oh, I'm just writing a few things. Yeah. Helen shows up. It's going to be very broad and vague. Helen's arresting. He catches a glimpse of her. Cross analyzes the face. It's a match. Ava goes home. Waves her head oh, yeah. and eyebrows. I'll give you that part. After, yeah, after this will be the end. Okay. It has to be the end. Yeah, no, it's going <laughs> to be a part two. Arrested at this point, because <laughs> what I could do is bring us all the way up to, all the way up to. Hold on, this is hefty. How much more do you think you got in you from the time that Hunter goes to the coffee shop? I could probably do the end. It, it's gonna be. It might sound like very shortened and <laughs> rough, but I could probably <laughs> hash one out. Okay. Because some of this stuff are like intercut, so like kind of go through it pretty quick, and then okay, yeah, all right, I'll bring us to where we stopped, and then we can still intercut it. Like if something, if you get trapped, you know, just bounce it, and I'll step in. Yeah, I was thinking because we're gonna need if you want to do some improvisation during when they hatch out their plan too. Oh right, yeah, I had no idea for that, but. I got something for that kind of right. Where um, hold on, where was so, that? Was, was that after the after the first plan? Oh, it's when she comes back from work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I could do the beginning up to that part. You could do the so I'll do the beginning up to that plan ish part, and I'll let yeah. kind of let it rock because you know they got the CEO double down part. I mean, 
I think you could do that. And then I'll kick back in around, I don't know. Because you also have that QR code thing. That was pretty interesting. So, uh, okay, I'll kick back in after he arrests the first crew member. So he arrests the first... Yeah, because they follow him in the store, and then they take him in. You know, looks at his phone, whatever, see the QR code. Like, So they arrest the first crew member. We have an interrogation at the station. So I'll do the interrogation at the station, and then bring us to where we last ended. All right. So why don't you do the beginning part up to... Yeah, I'll do it up to pretty uh, much up to the video call with the CEO, the foundation CEO. Oh, okay, foundation. And I could do that part up to the QR drop, and then you can do the rest up to where we left off on the timer yeah. ring. <laughs> I'll well, do the end. <laughs> yeah, I'll stop at Hunter on the call with foundation. You'll do that, and then I'll. You want me to step back in? That's for when they the interrogation. Yeah, 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 yeah. When that they, makes when they Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, just stop when the timer ended. And I'll, I'll hush out this random ending. You guys are getting a treat. This is this is a detailed improv. Really a cool story. I mean, I think it's yeah. beautiful. Um, yeah, I think it's very cool. For the first time in 20 episodes, the timer has beat us. The timer Pretty. beat us thoroughly. Beat us good. Yeah. Oh, we got a thrashing. Of course, it would happen on the 20th episode. But that's uh, good. But we're ready. We can handle it. All right. So a recap for everyone. The five words we were given were corn, corruption, reflection, bald, resident. The two images we generated. There was one of a woman, a hooded woman, walking on the night streets. There's foot locker on there. It's just city streets at night. And the other one was a tablet full of business analytic and the country of Australia, the continent of Australia, highlighted in one of the pieces of paper and on the tablet as well. So with that, let's get into a story in cyberpunk dystopian Chicago. <laughs> we open up on a stream from YouTube being beamed down to billboard phones and news networks. It's of a masked woman telling the world they were able to recover money from a nonprofit fronting is really a scheme to take more money from people as only about 90% or 10% of the money given was actually shared out. In this video, they show proof of the financials and the company people having parties and just using the money incorrectly. This money is to not be taken in by this group, but to be given to all the parties that this nonprofit was supposed to give the money to thus fulfilling the duty that the nonprofit couldn't. This broadcast ends. We see a newscaster ask really the main question, who is this masked woman and who are the resident? We cut to Eva walking over to her crew as they high five. One of them gets a case, an alcohol case, with the name of the nonprofit that they just took the money from written on it. They open the case to find a beautiful bottle of champagne. The crew member shakes it up, pops the cork. Of course, champagne goes everywhere. They party in this rundown apartment building. Ava tells them, Eva tells them to listen up. This was a step in the right direction, but there's even greater things to come. Their master plan is still underway, and she'll have more information for them tomorrow. But for tonight, 
they party. The next day, we see Eva walking into an office building. She's greeted by the front desk, but this is strange as they call her Helen. And though the woman that we know as Eva replies to Helen, it seems everyone in this building keeps calling her Helen. She meets her coworkers at the elevator bank. They ask Helen, did she see the broadcast that was put out yesterday, last night? Helen tells them that she doesn't really pay attention to the news, but since everyone's making such a big fuss about it, she'll go and check it out. She gets to her floor and walks over to her desk. On her desk and on a couple desks around, we see that she works in IT security. Behind her is a stack of servers that she is to help maintain and secure. Her boss comes over, sits down, puts his bag down, tells her good morning. And as the day goes on to the mundane duties of everyday office work, all of a sudden, her boss stands up and runs away from where they're sitting to take a call. Shocked by this, the co-worker sitting behind Helen and her boss asked, what was that about? Helen's reply, I don't know, but maybe you should go see what it was. Just don't get caught co-worker replies, oh, well, you know I'm so nosy and I'm so good at this. I'll be right back. As the co-worker walks off, Eva tracks her with her eyes. They're both out of sight. Eva takes out a thumb drive and connects it to her boss's laptop. She's hit with a firewall, but because of her skills, she masterfully gets around this. Finding shared files only shared to those at the top of this organization with access of account financials and other plans. She downloads this information while every once in a while gleaming over the top of the cubicle to make sure that no one's coming or no one can see her. As the information is downloaded to the thumb drive, she takes it out, places it into her own tablet. She looks over it quickly and realizes the company is planning on opening an office in Australia. This opportunity means a large amount of money being transferred, the perfect opportunity and the perfect time to relieve them of that money. She smiles, places her tablet back into her bag and sits back in front of her work laptop. Her coworker comes over and whispers, oh my God, can you believe it? Boss is having an affair. His wife has found some photos of him with another woman. She's crying all over, it sounds like, but he swears they aren't real. Can you believe him lying like that? Helen says, no, I can't. But I hope he can figure it out because she's a real nice woman. On her phone, we see the generated images of her boss and some woman. Helen has sent those messages. It was her plan all along. We leave the office to arrive on, uh, at a scene. There's a bunch of folks being arrested. In the middle of all this chaos and folks being arrested is one, not so much man, but android named Hunter. It is Hunter's job to hunt catch and arrest criminals as he's the lead detective for the depart for their department other police are there wrapping up getting some of these criminals into different police cars they just busted a large gambling ring fronting as a coffee shop of course everyone's telling their lies about it just being a coffee shop and no gambling happening in here just the occasional card game from time to time but Hunter stands there, smooth, calm, collected, as he knows he just done a great job. A nondescript cop car pulls up. Two people pop out. It's his boss. Someone Hunter doesn't recognize. 
the boss comes over to Hunter and congratulates him on this major bust. What is it this for this month? The fifth major bust of the month? Hunter shrugs. It's just what he does, really. But being one to not take congratulations, he smiles and says, well, thanks. We still have more work to do. The boss nods and says, yes. As a matter of fact, we actually have a newbie with us today that you're going to be training. Her name is Marilyn. She joins us fresh out of the academy. Hunter looks over Marilyn, scanning her, really. He smiles, extends his hand, shakes it very formally, tells her, welcome. We leave this to go back to Eva and the crew. Everyone's in there making different arrangements for new plans that they want to pursue. Eva tells everyone to gather around. She has some important news to share. She tells them about the new opening in Australia for this for the for her company. It tells them the timeline has shifted. Instead of going after this money in a month's time, they will be doing it tomorrow. The plan to shift this large amounts of money to corn, corn coin is upon them and everyone must be ready. Some ask, is it really a good idea to do it so soon? Shouldn't we follow the plan as we had laid it out? Keep us safe. safe. Eva, being slightly impatient, tells them, no, tomorrow is the day. We can move now and strike while the iron is hot. There's no point in waiting. We've been ready and we're ready for tomorrow. The rest of the crew seems to nod and agree. Okay, we'll follow along with your command and your, with your demand. Then another member says, well, if that's the case, I should go make sure that new hideout will be ready for tomorrow. Everyone should be prepared in the morning to have their bags packed and shift over to the new place. They nod and agree. Now hunters, week, weeks, we move back to Hunter. He's at the station. He's with Marilyn. They're on a police call or video call with the foundation CEO from the video in the beginning. The CEO is livid. They're demanding that Hunter and Marilyn do their best to track down these perps, accusing them not working hard enough, telling them to delegate more force towards their case. Hunter is just smiling and nodding, saying that they're doing their bless, blah, blah, blah. He rest assures that they will catch the perps and justice will be served. The CEO says, no, I don't want you to just catch the perps. I want these people to rot in jail, and I need you to also return the money. Hunter looks at the CEO, slightly confused, but also curious. He says, "Not, no worries, we will find the perpetrators. But just here, it appears that the money has went to all the causes that you had set and planned to. So you're saying you want this money back. The CEO says, what we do with our money is not for you to decide. You just have to go catch these thieves and we'll decide what to do with the money. But rest assured, it, it'll be going towards good causes. Marilyn pipes up because she's fidgeting in her seat. She's like, so you want to take the money back from where it was supposed to go. Maybe you guys are the corrupted crooks that the residents accuse you guys of being. The CEO says, how dare you? I'm going to write a report, a complaint to your manager. Starts cursing her out. Hunter 
interrupts the CEO and says, we're working on finding the perps. We'll catch them. And as far as your money goes, we'll do our best and ends the video call. Afterwards, Marilyn and Hunter by the water cooler. Marilyn asks, so what was that about? He asks Hunter's opinion on the whole thing. And Hunter just simply says, the law is the law. We just do things by the book. So Marilyn asks, so what are the next steps? Hunter says, puts on his hat. He says, I'm going home, but there's a stack of paperwork on your desk. I would get started right now if you want to finish before midnight and leaves. The next day, the residents are hatching their plan. One of the residents members sets up a coffee cart in front of the corporate building while another is putting on his janitor suit, pulling out his mop and bucket, cleaning the lobby. The way the corporation is going to transfer the funds to the building in Australia to avoid cyber hackers and cyber terrorists, they must transfer it through a cold storage device physically that has all the keys to their account. So there's an armored vehicle pulled up in front. Everyone, a plan is going in place. They're watching it. The two armed guards enter the building. They carry a box in order to take the storage out. Eva, AKA Helen, is at her desk, watching the whole thing transpire. Her boss signing the papers to give the device over to the armed guards. As soon as she sees them leave, she texts everyone in front to get ready. The plan is now in motion. The armed guards with the box go into the lobby and the resident member with the coffee cart, he walks up to them with a tray full of coffee. He says, you two look like you guys could use some nice coffee. The armed guards look at each other he said, you know what? We don't turn down free coffee. As he reaches for the coffee, the resident member accidentally tips over and spills the coffee on them. Now there's a mess. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me go back to my cart and I'll get you a new one. Meanwhile, the resident member posing as a janitor comes up and starts mopping up the coffee. But while he's mopping up the coffee, he has a scanner that can, that's able to scan the cold storage drive, and take all the keys, copy all the keys to his USB device. As he does that, Marilyn is walking through the lobby on her lunch break. As she passes by, the janitor resident member drops the USB into her bag. As she goes into back to the hideout, we see the coffee cart member and janitor member dumping their outfits into trash cans and alleys. The plan is a success. Moments later, we see the resident pop up on all streaming platforms, pop up on all digital billboards again. They have another message saying, corporations have been taking money from the innocent people living in this city for too long. And instead of sharing the money by raising wages, they want to expand their operations and build a luxurious building in the continent of Australia. Well, that building is going to be put on hold until further notice, and we are giving the money back to you, the good people of this city. If you want to your share, scan this QR code that will pop up in three, two, one.
a QR code pops up on the screen. Everyone's holding their phone up, scanning it, getting some corn coin immediately delivered to their digital wallets. Everyone is cheering. The people of the corporation are confused. And even some of them are scanning it too, getting their share of the goods. Now, Hunt is on the scene. He's nearby. He scans the QR code with his eyes, trying to get whatever information he can. He gets all the social media platforms to link up to an API within his software so he can scan every single post. And he starts scanning and scanning for days to come. And he spots the first person who seems to have posted about purchasing an item with his newly acquired coin, corn coins. He doesn't know who this person is, so he follows up on it. He's waiting in a vehicle with his side detective. They're staking out a nearby convenience store where this resident crew member lives. And they see him walking into that store. Okay. After this resident member goes into the store... They stalk up behind him, waiting to see what he does. Eventually, he takes out his phone to pay. As he does this, Hunter has an opportunity to scan his phone and realizes this is the person that made the first post ever about corn coin. They go ahead and arrest him and take him down to the station for interrogation. As they do, as they ask him all the questions they need to ask, the crew member thinks he's being slick and tells them the location of the old hideout to buy him some time. Hunter and Marilyn, pleased with this information, leave to go and arrest whoever's at this old hideout. They arrive on the scene, some cops in tow, and conduct a raid. But as the raid is going on, one of the crew members from the resident watches from afar. He realizes they need, they need to make moves. As he leaves and runs back and tells everyone, hey, we need to separate, Eva tells them, she will be leaving the country. She advises everyone to do that as well if they can. For now, lay low. They'll hatch up another plan and go after another company. We go back to Hunter, and he's visibly upset. Marilyn is on a warpath. They've been lied to. But Hunter can do a few things that not most detectives can do. He begins to scan the hideout and is alerted to champagne some cups that they were using when they were partying. He picks up the cup, slowly places his mouth. He swipes it. Marilyn watches in disgust. Cup after cup, he swipes each one around the brim. Finally, she asks, what in the hell are you doing? Hunter replies, casually, I'm analyzing for DNA. As this happens, we can see some folks are popping up and others are not showing any DNA links found. They decide to go back to the station. They go back into the interrogation room and they bring in the resident crew member that they had arrested. He tells them, you have lied. And now we're going to try to get your phone. The only problem is the phone has been put away as evidence and needs the signed consent of a judge in order to bring it back up. So... Hunter places in the paperwork to get that phone. At, while at the station and the paperwork being filed, he gets a chance to listen to the new broadcast that was put out. He analyzes the voice. Still, he's not sure who it could be because the voice has been changed. But 
with his programming, he's able to take away the voice change and listen to the unedited, clean version of the voice. Unfortunately, it doesn't ring any bells in the system, but at least he's a step closer. Hunter goes to the office and does his interview assessment. He's asked what has happened, give him the play-by-play of how they lost all their money. And all they want is for him to get it back and to find out who did it. While Hunter listens, an idea comes into his head. He asks, were there anyone doing anything strange that day? The interviewee thinks, nothing necessarily out of the ordinary. It's a dead end. Hunter then asks, well, were there anyone out that typically should be in? This question seems kind of boilerplate. Yes, sure, there's always people out. Some people on PTO, some people on sick leave. People can be out for many reasons. Hunter asks for that list of folks that was out in the past two days. On that list, we see the name Helen. As he surveys the list and goes through each one, he asks a very strange question. Does he have video or audio of the people listed on this list? Helen's boss is confused by this question. Why would you want that? He asks. Hunter tells him that he's able to compare voice, and he just wants to make sure that everyone on this list can be crossed off of his mental list of potential people to look into. Helen's boss says, I don't know about everyone on that list. Not everyone works for me, but this person here, Helen, she works for me, and she just did a presentation not too long ago that was recorded. I can play some of it back to you if you like. And so he does. As Hunter watches and analyzes the voice to the voice of the masked woman, it matches. Helen's her name. He has a face to go along with this name. His last question, do you have her home address? Marilyn and Hunter go to the address listed as her address for the company, and it leads back to a footlocker store, a dead end. Okay. Hunter thinks to himself and says, you know, maybe, just maybe, that crew member we have in custody has more information he can tell us now that we know what she looks like and what she sounds like. They go back to the to the precinct, and it's at that point in time, Hunter is given the best news all day. The request for the phone has been approved. He takes out the phone and calls another crew member who he was able to identify from the DNA sample off the cup. And to his thrill, that crew member answers the phone and tells him, hey, where have you been? We haven't seen you in a while. Things have changed. Things are changing fast. Hunter pretending to be the currently incarcerated crew member, as he changes his voice, tells him, yeah, he knows he had to run. He got away from the last hideout, but he doesn't know where everyone went after. The other crew member in the line tells him they abandoned the current hideout. Everyone's on their own, and Eva is trying to leave the country. Hunter replies, I didn't know. I didn't know that everyone was going on their own ways. Can I? Can we meet up real quick? The crew member agrees, and they decide to meet up at the coffee shop. Hunter and Marilyn arrive with their gang of police to the coffee shop to see the stunned crew member standing there, or sit, sitting there, awaiting his coffee. They arrest him on the spot. Hunter takes the phone off this guy. It may not be protocol, or necessarily the right thing to do, but he knows in his bones he's on the right path. It's better to ask forgiveness than ask for permission. He takes the phone, calls the name that was just given to him, 
Eva. As the phone rings, he's wondering if this could be the same person that he knew as Helen. Phone's picked up. He replies, Eva. And Eva says, yes, what is it? You know we need to go our own ways. In that very moment, he knows the true name of Helen to be Eva. So he threw that phone call again without asking, saying, asking for forgiveness later. He's able to trace that call to where she is. Eva is oblivious to this. She thinks she's talking to a crew member. He hangs up the phone. Eva on the other line says, hello? Huh, that's weird. But out of precaution, she decides to leave her apartment and take hideout in a building nearby. She makes her way to the building next door, makes her way to the fire escape where she can see through the windows of her apartment on the top floor. And on the, we flip to the other scene, Hunter and Marilyn are in patrol cars driving like bats out of hell downtown towards this building with 50 other patrol cars. They surround the building. Eva's watching the whole thing unfold from above, trying to keep her head down. They watch as Hunter and Marilyn and the police kick in her door and storm her apartment. They start looking everywhere, and Hunter finds her phone in the toilet. Now, Eva makes her way. She now knows that they're after her, they're on her tail, and she needs to start making her way and getting the hell out of here. As she's exiting and walking down the street, Hunter's looking out the window, just scanning. And he sees a woman in the back of her head, and he scans it and tries to cross-reference it from the video he saw. And it looks like a good match, that the back of this head of this person matches the front of the of Helen that he saw in the video presentation. He immediately calls out after that woman. She's walking that way. Eva keeps looking behind her, and she sees cops coming out the front door. She starts running. She eventually loses them and takes refuge in a motel, a shady motel for the night. She looks at herself in the mirror that night, lets out a deep sigh, and immediately puts shaving cream on her eyebrows and her head, pulls out a disposable razor, and starts shaving herself bald, muttering to herself that damn X500, so good at facial recognition. As she's doing that, Hunter is back at the station with Marilyn, trying to figure out how he could find her next. He's thinking of ways of where, if he was Ava, where would he take, where would he hide for the night? He says, this will probably take a couple days, but he tells Marilyn to get all the security footage from around every single hotel and motel in the city to him. As she does that, Hunter takes all the footage, all the drives, goes back to his place, plugs it into the USB socket in his hand, one by one, and he sits there, cross-legged in meditation form, analyzing all the security footage throughout the city within the past two days. He can't, there's the screen, he has a, her face, he's analyzing and scanning everyone's faces that pop up. He notices a woman in a hood signing into a motel. He looks at her, zooms in on her face and pulls her up, but she has no eyebrows and she's bald. But he cross-references her eyes, mouth, and nose, and he knows that this is, in fact, Ava. 
She just shaved off all her hair. He calls Marilyn, tells her he has a lead finally. They show up at this motel, ask about this woman, showing him the footage of what room. They tell him, they tell Ava, I mean, they tell Marilyn and Hunter the room where Ava was staying, where she rented for the night. They walk up to the room, pounding on the door, saying, we got you. Open up. He twists the doorknob. As soon as he twists the doorknob, a USB shoots into his socket on his hand from the door, from the doorknob. Mean It's installing malware to his program. A bunch of ads are flooding his system. He's screaming in pain. He's on the ground. He's just getting hit with ads after ads of random things. Food. Things that are not relevant to him. It's just flooding his mind. And it's over, overwhelming his system. Marilyn's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Hunter has his hands on his head, trying to get back to normal, trying to fight off this malware and virus that just got installed onto him. He sees a bunch of flight plans pop up, going from place to place, and he sees a little cat pop up that says, catch me if you can. And then we cut to Marilyn. She's on a ferry leading to somewhere. She has sunglasses on and a hood. The end. (laughs) Off the top. (laughs) Off the top. That was in, a hell of a story. I honestly think with a bit more time, of course, it would have been something really outstanding. But it's a really good story. But no, know, the bones of it is really good. It's like interesting. Yeah, we just need time to put in all the details that are necessary. Right. Well, you know what time what? it is, Kevin. Man, that was a fun story. I enjoyed that. I'm curious to see how uh, that guy does this because that was fun. I'm curious to see what it comes up with. I feel like it'll come with something completely different than what we just made. Man, that was a tall task for us. Yeah, the cat and mouse detective game. I mean, a story. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Model four. All right. So let's see. Can you create a story using the words porn, corruption, reflection, bald? and residents as words or themes in the story also have a scene of a city street with our main character in a hood yeah in a hood i mean it probably doesn't matter that it's nighttime but it was also night yeah yeah incorporate a incorporate tablet yeah tablet with business analytic and australia yeah in the story as well. Should we tell him that the our character is like a hacker? Yeah. Yeah. Make the main character a woman hack a female hacker. Yeah, we can give it that. A hacker goal is similar to Robin Hood. Right. Okay. She wants to steal from the rich and give to the poor. Yeah, and I wanna give it much more than that, just yeah. See what kind yeah. of creativity it comes up with. All right. Well, let's see. Code of the cornfield. Oh, man. Well, we're located in Australia. Once upon a time, not long ago, an Australian town, cornfield code. She assumed the identity of a modern day Robin Hood. Her goal to create more corn. Wasn't the AI that also said they would pay someone in potatoes or corn? Was it corn? Cheese, cheese, cheese. Yeah. That was the best. That was the best. We'll pay you in corn. As the sun the set over the cornfields, 
I must be Jessica. Jessica stood watching with, with a quiet smile on her face. Oh, okay. Right, let's read this bad boy. Bald Hacker in Cornfield. Yeah, the name it gave it up here, though, titles Code of the Cornfield. Way better. Yeah, way better. Once upon a time in a small Australian town nestled among the cornfields, there lived a woman named Jessica. Jessica was known by the locals for her intelligence and kindness. She was a resident of the town, but most didn't know her secret. She was a highly skilled hacker with a mission to expose corruption and redistribute wealth from the rich to the poor. Jessica's life hadn't always been this way. She had been a successful business analyst in a bustling city, using her tablet to crunch numbers and analyze data for big corporations. She had become disillusioned, however, after witnessing the true extent of corruption within the organization she worked for. One fateful day, she caught her reflection in her tablet screen and realized that she needed a change. I like that. She decided to return to her hometown and assume the identity of a modern-day Robin Hood. Her goal? Create a more equitable world by hacking into the systems of the corrupt and transferring their wealth to those in need. Jessica shaved her head bald, symbolizing a fresh start, and donned a hood to hide her identity from those who might recognize her. Late one night, Jessica found herself on a city street, the hood of her cloak shielding her face from the few passerby. In her hands, she clutched a tablet, a screen displaying an array of business analytics and complex codes. She was about to execute one of her most daring hacks yet, infiltrating the accounts of a wealthy tycoon known for exploiting his workers. As she tapped away at her tablet, she noticed her reflection in the screen. It reminded her of the choice she made and the path she had chosen. With a final tap, the transfer was complete. Jessica knew that her work was far from over, though. She would continue her mission to bring balance to her community and beyond, one hack at a time. Back in the cornfields, the grateful residents who had been struggling to make ends meet found their bank accounts mysteriously replenished. They whispered among themselves about a hooded figure who roamed the streets at night, but no one dared to question the good fortune that had come their way. Jessica, the bald hacker with a heart of gold, <laughs> had become a local legend. As the sun set over the cornfield, Jessica stood there, watching with a quiet smile on her face. She knew that the fight against corruption was a never-ending battle, but she was ready for the challenge. With her rusty tap, with her trusty tablet and the support of her community, Jessica would continue her mission to steal from the rich and give to the poor, making the world a better place, one hack at a time. It decided to have a nice little happy ending there. I think this is a well-constructed story. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah, I like some of the details in here. Yeah, like it's her seeing the reflection in the tablet. Yeah, I like that. I like how they use that. This one might be touching, Kev. Nah, <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think this is one of the best stories that it's put out. This has come up with. Yeah. But I also think, on the other hand, the story we just made is one of the best ones that we just yeah. made too. Yeah, I think <laughs> honestly, with a, even more work. Like, even if you were to continue to work on that story you just gave us, like, it's kind of, you know, it's not, it's a nice story. But you, if you were to continue to work on the story that we just came up with all the craziness, like, it's a, it's kind of like a thriller, you know, it's a crime thriller. Right? Yeah. You know, like, it definitely gets your heart going and you're, you know, you're, the way it ends, like, it's just, it's just a different type of story. So, yeah. we'll go ahead and take the, the trophy. For this one, yes, sir. And, you know, for everyone watching and listening, you know, you tell us, you know, which one do you prefer? But uh, I think that was a clear win for us. I mean, yeah. we both brought our A games. 
They uh, and us, yeah. but ours just a little too much. Too much. We would have came up with something crazy. Yeah. Well, the AI would have won, but today we showed up in full force with a, I think, a spectacular story. Yeah. With a little bit of love, can be turned into something pretty good. Well. But now we need a title. A title, yeah. That, that had a pretty decent title. Code of the Cornfield. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I put down here just corn. I feel like if you were to see that on a movie poster, you'd be like, what? Corn? Like, what is this? Like, oh, with a dollar sign in front of it? Like, yeah, you know, like it would, uh, as if it's a coin. Like, yeah. You also have the resident, you know, kind of straightforward, and the masked woman. The bald masked woman. <laughs> Those are the ones that I thought of, at least. The masked woman seems mysterious. It meant to be mysterious. The resident seems vague. Like, you don't know what you're watching. You know, masked woman, you're like, okay, there's a woman who's hiding her face. What is she about? You know? So. Yeah, I do like the dollar sign coin. I mean, corn. I think that's pretty cool. I think it'd be relevant to today's audience. Yeah, I think so. so we're going with dollar sign corn. Yes, sir. All right. Corn. Corn coin. Corn. What if? What a great story. You heard it here, oh, folks. Yeah. That was corn. Yep. Episode 20. That's right. That wraps it up. And we'll be back next week. Brand new words, brand new image, and brand new story. So just keep on writing, and we'll talk to you next week.